When you feel your voice is not being heard, please consider calling the host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflections. The show wants to be the vehicle you can use to express your opinion or get your issue out to a larger audience. We're living in a time that we can no longer allow others to speak on our behalf. If you wish to be a guest on the show and discuss on the show what's important to you, call James T. Deshaies at 407-394-9819. Your issue or focus can be placed on the calendar. The show is live seven days a week. We can no longer reside in the shadow of life. It's imperative that we're on top of the issues that impact our lives now and in the future. USI never had it so good. 101.1 Radio, the best R&B and hip-hop music. The Quiet Storm every Friday and Saturday. Talk radio with the best host in the business. Sports Talk Radio every weekend night with Princess Cooper. Never had it so good radio now on 101.1 and it's 24-7. The world's best radio station. In this day and time, stereotypes are the false descriptions for all of humanity. James T. Deshay is the author of two great poetry books that attempt to describe life from a male perspective. It has been a common belief that men are unable to put into words their deepest feelings and spend most of their time focused on the surface of what life means. Thoughts, love, and reflections, and passion, desire, and contemplation take you on a journey that has very few travelers. Mr. Deshay has opened his heart and spirit up in ways that few have ever experienced. The depth of his poetry will have you reading his books and poems over and over again. You will find yourself using his passages to describe your own feelings to your family and friends. It is now time to put aside your thoughts and feelings related to the depth of men's thoughts and delve deeply into the words of James T. Deshay. Once again, he will put an end to your thoughts that men can't translate their heartfelt spirit into words. Both of these books will allow you to find comfort in the reality of the heart of men. You will spend hours trying to embrace the way men want to love and display their passion to the women they love. Don't be fooled by those books that create love through words of lust vulgarity, and unhealthy displays of sexual activities. You will discover the types of words that will allow you to rejoice in the future of what love truly means to men. Your book clubs and families will be able to discuss these words without fear. No one will have to leave the room. Both of these books can be purchased at jamestdeshay2.com and lulu.com. Feel free to reach out to the author at tlreflectionsjtd at gmail.com.
This is James T. Deshay, the host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflection, brought to you by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. We're here seven days a week, Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and Sunday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We're here so that your voice can have a platform to share your opinions loud and clear. Dial in at 657-383-0309 so we can be aware of what's going on in your thoughts related to the direction our country is moving in. How are you doing this evening, Cheryl? I'm doing great, and what about you? I'm doing fine. You know, um, you said something very profound uh, the other day as we go through this mourning period about one of our great leaders, um, Senator John McClain. You talked about how it is easy to find yourself mourning for somebody you don't know because you know about the greatness they contributed to this country. You know, we all have a role to play, and it's important for us to be good citizens, but it's also important for us to recognize people who have gone far and beyond what was necessary. And certainly a man that was willing to put his life on the line and to spend five years captured and then came back and dedicated his life uh, to uh, government, to politics, even though he uh, had some deformities as a result of the operations that he took while he was captured. Because uh, he could truly have uh, just spent the rest of his life mourning over what he had gone through and what he had lost. Uh, but yet he had the need uh, to even dedicate more of his existence uh, to serving our country. And we need so much of that right now. And so it's important for us to, as we listen to, oh, I listen to all the things that he did and he accomplished and all the things that uh, he was committed to, uh, despite whether or not we agreed on everything politically, this man gave his life for his country. And it inspires you to recognize that we all need to be committed in whatever way possible uh, to feeding the poor, to educating children. Uh, there is a role for us all to play in order to be good Americans. Uh, and we just shouldn't sit back and rest on our loyal, loyal laurels because that's somebody who needs us to step up uh, to make their lives better. And we need to play whatever role we can in doing that. And I certainly know you do that already. Uh, but we are obligated to be more than just uh, homebodies. Uh, we have to serve the world, the country, states, and our community uh, because there are people who need us. You're so right, and that is finding our purpose. And once we find our purpose, we can work toward that. And each one of us is here for a different reason, to accomplish different things. And there's always obstacles that may get in the way, 
but it's to never quit. And that was a prime example of him being captured. Even after that, you know, once he was released, he didn't come out and just, when I say die off, meaning um, have a pity party, felt sorry for himself, and didn't do anything else. He proceeded to accomplish other things, and that, just like us too, we are put here for a reason, and we're to find our purpose in life and not to just to um, exist. We have to continue to do things in life, and God will reveal those things to us if we just pray and ask him too, because sometimes it's hard for one person or another person to actually find their purpose. But actually, if we keep busy until we find our purpose, you know, we can still wind up doing good things, great things. Um, You know, because one thing that I always think about, if you died today or tomorrow, what would you have wanted to be known for? What are your accomplishments? What great things can be said about you? Um, how are you recognized um, and for the things that you're recognized for? And, uh, you know, keeping that in the back of your mind motivates you to do great things every day. You know, beginning my days, Lord, what is it that you have me to do today? And it can be some of the same things, but to continue in things that I did yesterday. It can be totally together something different, but always doing something because we are put here as servants, and that's the thing that we should be doing, servants, and not just exist in this world without a purpose at all. And that's one thing, you know, we can say about him. He didn't give up. He kept going, you know, even down to the very end. He kept going, and I'm pretty sure that the state, you know, witnessed that more than anyone. And his family um, witnessed that even better than anyone else. And we're going to hear a lot of the good things, a lot of the things that happened throughout his life that made an impact on other lives. And that's some of the same things that we want to be known for. You know, how... Or you, will you be remembered? You know, uh, Cheryl, it is it's like I want to get fixated in my mind that I don't want to leave anything on the table. I want to uh, strive to uh, interact in, in my world in a way that I keep people encouraged and want them to uh, find a a hope and a dream for themselves and help them move forward. Uh, you know, we have to stop uh, spending so much time focused on how we make life better for ourselves, uh, even though that's important, but focus on how do we make life better for others? How do we pass on what it is that we have been given the opportunity to see uh, so that we can help others to 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 get their eyes open. So often I think about when God talked about you know people being blind, and then we 
then get their vision. There is so much blindness in our country that has nothing to do with eyesight. Um, we're blind to the dark violence that is happening in our country every day. Here we have in Jacksonville another uh, mass shooting by somebody from Baltimore who uh, invaded an environment where people were supposed to be having fun and having competition, and he he decided that he wanted to uh, change the whole environment of that situation. And so we we have to look at and and help people understand young black men who who find themselves getting up every morning and instead of looking for a job, they just want to stand out on the corner and um, spend time and uh, encourage each other to do dangerous things instead of saying, hey, let me go to the adult school and get my GED and then go from there to get my uh, college degree. And uh, always knowing that those options are open all you got to do is wake up one morning and say, this is what I'm going to do. Life can be made better by just taking the steps necessary to educate yourself and doing what is nice and decent for the world. And that's what is so important. We need to think about how can I create a better environment in the world than the one that existed yesterday uh, by doing something positive and taking some positive steps to change my life so I can change the life of others. Uh, I, it is just despairing to me when I think about the number of African-American men and probably uh, white men, too, that wake up every morning and put a gun in their, their waistband and think about uh, how the possibility of ending somebody else's life or not allowing their life to be genuinely used for the good of the country. It is so uh, sad to know that there are men, you know, we have millions of people locked up in jail who are unable uh, to use their abilities for good because they have committed themselves to a life of crime or a life of disparity. And, uh, and so I just, uh, as we talk, you know, we just need to know and keep on saying over and over again that we need to to switch this light switch on or see the candle at the end of the terminal that in, in, encourages people to do what God intended for them to do. You're absolutely correct. And there's so much that's needed and so much for us to do, so much undone, you know. Um, and, you know, you mentioned, and I got a chance to... Um, to look at the, um, I'm not sure if it was a live um, broadcast, but with the sheriff and the mayor talking about, you know, what happened, um, just as much as they knew to that point. But um, it is sickening in the mind when someone can take another person's life, and not only that, just multiple lives at one time. You know, you talk about that situation, but the the um, another situation is where I read that the husband took the life of his pregnant wife and two young children, and this is multiple lives. 
enemy and spared his life. And, you know, you wonder what goes on through the minds of individuals, and sometimes we think we know people, and we really don't. Um, you know, and to be married to someone, to to sleep with someone that can actually um, turn around and kill you and your children. I mean, we living in a world now with so much of mental illness, so much of um, you know, um, violence. Because anytime somebody have that on their mind to be that violent, something's got to be going on, you know. And I'm wondering, do they, when investigating these cases with the person like himself who is still living, do they find out? where his mental capacity is not in, to stand trial or anything, but beyond that, to know what kind of people we are dealing with, um, what actually made him do what he did, and what makes so many of them who do these violent acts do these violent acts. Unfortunately, the um, this last incident in Florida, I mean, he took his own life, so... That's where we can't find, you know, what made him do what he did. Now we can, and they will be investigating things, you know, through his personal belongings of what led up to that point and where his mind actually was. But to hear it from the person and to be able to understand what it is that we are really dealing with, you know, because... With these multiple murders, it's, I mean, and every day we say one more is too much. And this last one still was too much. Too much one more, too many. So we have to find out what the cause is. I mean, what's going on, you know, and we may not want to, you know, talk to the person and get close to the person. But we really need to know. We need to know what's going on in their mind. What caused them to act in the behavior that they did? That's something that I would like to see explored or or talked about, you know, even beyond this point here. And um, especially, you know, to know that what we are dealing with in the world today. Uh, Cheryl, you you are so right. I looked at that family and saw um, no family is perfect, Uh, but I looked at that family and saw these beautiful girls who were in an environment where they were happy and they had a mom who was having another child and they were happy about the, the, the new baby coming into the world. And this man seemed to be happy as well, and the girls singing about him being a hero. I have never had that kind of family. Um, I was born, uh, well, not not I was born, but I, my daughter was born to teenage parents uh, who both were incapable of raising a child by themselves, 
And I went on to college, and my parents gave me the opportunity to go to college and to uh, not be concerned about the welfare of my child. They took care of my child. And so um, I went off to college and was able to enjoy being a college student, a college athlete. Um, And when I got finished with college, again, I never got back. uh, I never married my daughter's mother. So I've never known a marriage and a family taking care of a family. And that's my only child. But most men, like myself, I think, would like to have the experience of taking care of a wife and taking care of kids and having a a, a, a family that you come home to after a hard day's work and you see the success of your life through your family. And uh, to have this man take away the lives of his children uh, so abruptly yeah, it would be interesting to know what in the world was on his mind because I could not even imagine hurting my child. I live my life for my daughter, and I live uh, to make sure that I'm able to take care of whatever it is that she needs when she needs it, and we come to each other's rescue. And that's what families are supposed to be about is supportive of each other. And to see this man destroy this family. I mean, he could have given that family to a lot of men who would have loved his wife and loved his children um, to a degree that um, we can't even begin to think about. Uh, But to just take all of their lives as though they were not, they didn't have value was just crazy. And that's something that's going on around the country. You know, you have all these stories of men killing their children and women uh, killing their children. And you're wondering what in the world is going on that somehow we didn't catch this at the beginning. But I do believe that our society needs to spend some money on creating an environment in schools that talk about humanity, that talk about why we need to be good citizens and why we need to be better to each other and why we need to love each other and spread love. And a lot of that is the type of person that Senator McCain was in terms of how much he loved his country and what he wanted uh, for his country. And we need to want that for ourselves and for our country because it seems as though our country is going in a, a immoral direction. Uh, it seems as though that we're allowing ourselves some evil free evil freedoms uh, to just disparage one another. And so we really have to take a a serious look at where we are and where we're going uh, because we are are just raising up people who are despicable in nature and letting them lead our country. And so we, we really have to take a step back and ask ourselves, is this truly the direction we want to go in? You're right, and it would be very interesting to to get into the minds of those individuals um, to find out, you know, what actually is on their mind. You know, was it something that snapped? Was it something that was planned? You know, and what brought you to that point? Because 
you know, I, I just find that it would be really interesting and that maybe that these mental evaluations can be taken in at different, you know, like you say, on the jobs, um, they'll be no, more noticeable. But we are so busy about doing things for ourselves and accomplishing things for personal self without thinking about, you know, our brethren. Um, you know, what kind of, what are they going through? What do they need that I'm able to give? And when I say that, I'm not saying, you know, material things. I'm saying that um, my time, you know, it could be prayer. It could be um, many things. But what is it? You know, and sometimes somebody just wants to be recognized. Somebody just wants to know that somebody else, you know, care and love love them. Um, You know, if I had to look at what I've seen so far, you know, he has a girlfriend, he has a wife who was getting ready to leave, so why not let her walk? If you already have somebody else, whatever is going on, you know, sometimes it seems as though the simplest things become the hardest things. And in this case, and I'm just saying, I don't have all the details, I'm just saying from the outside, looking in, and what I've seen you know, in the reports, would it have not been so easy just to let them go? Let them go and pursue your own life. Um, and in cases of where, you know, there's real men out here that's looking for to raise a family and a woman is in an abusive situation, and I know it can be hard and I know it can take some time, but it's so much better to just to let it go, then to still to see, trying to make it work, but in the process you are still being beaten every day. You are still being um, belittled every day because there is somebody that's waiting on you to let that past situation go to take care of you, to be there for you, to grow together with you, but you'll never know it as long as you we stay in the relationships that we are in. And that's why it's so hard for women who want to really love men the way they need to be loved and the same, and vice versa is because we won't let go of the toxic things in our life to know that there's anything better. We can say, oh, I know that there's something better. But if we don't take the action to do those things to get to that place, we'll never know that. You know, we'll never know that type of life. We're cheating ourselves. We're cheating the person who is waiting on us, who God has for us, you know, out there. We're cheating them. And, you know, most of all, we're cheating ourselves because there's when two people can love and grow together, they can accomplish many things together. They can conquer the world. But when we have relationships, and it seems as though that's what we're having, we're having you know, many toxic relationships where things are pulling against each other. People are getting so hostile, their anger is building up inside until it gets to the point that somebody actually gets hurt. So in that area, you know, we have to start doing 
what you just said, showing love and how hard is it to love each other? How hard is it? Because when we want God to love us, <laughs> then we have to do the same because we can't ask for something that we are not willing to give of our own selves. We just can't. I'm sure at some point we have to train children to recognize that people have the right uh, to live the life that they have chosen for themselves and that it may not align with the life that you want for them or you want for yourself, uh, but it is their human right. You know, God gave us choice, and uh, he knows what the best choice is, but he still allows us to make the choice for ourselves. Uh, but somehow or another, they're, they're human beings who, do, who believe they have the right to make the choice for others. And any time that you're willing to take a life of another person, you are deciding that you are the creator, or that you have the right to determine people's fate. And uh, at some point, we, you know, we may maybe that's the disservice we did to ourselves and to our country when we took the Bible out of schools uh, because we don't teach humanity. We don't teach the fact that we all have the right to live the life that we want to live. And if somebody wants to leave uh, you or don't want to live the kind of life that you have uh, created, uh, that they have every right to move on. And you have the right to do, do it too. And so a lot of times that's what all of this violence is all about is I want something that you have and uh, you can't deny me of it. And so um, it, is, it is just sad uh, that we can't, you know, have a more meaningful existence in our country when we got so many things going for us. Um, there's so much right about our country, but we still have these human traits uh, that makes uh, our lives miserable. Uh, because we want to take advantage of each other's freedoms. And uh, we're going to take a short break, and we'll come back and continue our conversation.
Reflection by James T. Deshay. I am a gladiator. Despite what others choose to see, my life is determined by my selected steps. Regardless of the traps set by those who hate me, I am the master of my lifelong quest. It is my convictions and courage that will decide the success of my personal journey, not the dreamless limitations of those who refuse to see the greatness of my legacy. I walk not in the shadow of those who wish to be unnoticed. I stand tall in a crowded room of those who created their own path through life. I am driven to make noise where others wish to remain silent. I wear the suit of those who slew dragons and ruled kingdoms. I will not give in to the starless skies of those who see me as worthless and without meaning. I am a present-day gladiator, and I will have victory over the kingdom of my birthright. This is James T. Deshay, the host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflection, brought to you. Uh, Cheryl, uh, let me ask you a question. Um, You know, we are in um, finishing up the eighth month, if I'm not mistaken, uh, of this year. And we're going into September. And we only have four months left in this year. And it seems like this year has flown by so fast. You know, what is it that you are focused on in terms of uh, finishing out this upcoming year? Well, one of the things that... um I want to finish out is is um, making a difference in the lives of the two individuals, um, giving them more help that um, they hadn't received in the past, and so that they too can make a difference as they grow in life, um, an impact. Also, to um, I want to have more clients that um, I do counseling at this center um, where women are in transitions and they are from abuse.
they are from um, different things that has happened in their lives that brought them to a place where they need a safe place to stay. And I go in and I counsel them to help them from where they are to the transition of being able to exit out of that situation, um, to be able to help more individuals in that area, and also, too, to bring more awareness of our health and what it really means to us and that people take it more seriously than what they have been doing in the past because I find that a lot of people will go on the way they are. They like the idea of being healthy. They like the idea of all the things that goes along with being healthy until sickness strikes them. They're not willing to do the um, maintaining a healthy life. They wait until they're sick. And then they give up. And I've lost so many people around me that once they get to that point that they really don't want to do anything else to help themselves. Where I must say that there's a success case um, near to me that um, this person has cancer and had four tumors. And with following um, a regiment, they um, had a recent checkup, and it has nothing to do with chemo, just doing the healthy things. And three of the tumors are gone, and now they're working on the fourth tumor. So when we think that sickness and illness is death, it's not. It's just a wake-up call to tell you to get to the cause and not to put a Band-Aid on it. So I want to make more of an impact in people in helping people to help themselves to be productive individuals in society. Um, that's one of the that's some of the things, and I think that y'all know that I'm in the process of writing a book from one of the um, um, the publishing company that um, Nate's mama was with and um, hoping to be able to reach people um, farther than actually just where I am. But, you know, I say all the time, whatever we do, we can always do more, or whatever we do, we can always do better. That means to... You know, I look at myself as just not stopping until my better my better is be- even better, um, and the more is even more. So with those things going into the new year, I may look at the accomplishments that I've made walking into the new year, but I want the accomplishments made in the next year even greater than what I did in the year before. Because if I can't see those things of people getting better in their lives and people moving on to better places in their lives and doing better things for themselves and 
the um, twins here um, reaching um, levels that they may not have been able to reach had they stayed in the situation that they were in. So um, I would be disappointed if what I'm doing now is not better next year. You know, it's so amazing to me, and I just have to ask you this question. You know, when you take on two little ones and you seem to be working with people on both ends, you seem to be working with these two twins, I mean, these twins and adults to help them get their lives better. But just let me ask this pointed question about each day you you can't help but get closer and closer to these these babies and 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 how do you deal with the fact that you that they were becoming a integrate part of your life and uh that somebody might just wanted to um reestablish their relationship with these children i mean are you prepared to to get as close as you're getting to these kids and at, at some point have to relinquish them Oh, that's happened before. Um, I've been doing this for for many, many years. You know, when I started thinking about it, I've always had, um, you know, at some point, and it's been, you know, kind of maybe about maybe eight years since I haven't had custody of someone, um, some children, and um, and when I when they go, I know that I've instilled some great things in them. And when they're gone, and even if I don't hear from them, later on when I hear from them, let's say take, for instance, my oldest two, their nephew. He came to live with me. His mama gave me, you know, temporary custody. And um, when it got to the point that he left, he just, I mean, he left. And um, I just know and I trust and believe that the work that I do, that will be instilled in him for a lifetime. And I didn't hear, this was in high school, and I didn't hear anything um, until he was gone and grown with children, finding himself saying, if it had not been for certain things that I taught him, that he would not have been able to do or it made it easier for him to do because I taught him to cook, you know. It was that he said that, um, oh, I don't know how to cook, and I let him cook, and he burnt it, and I said, that's okay. We're going to start over, and you're going to cook again until he got to the point where um, he would ask, you know, is it my day to cook? Can I cook today? What can I cook, you know? And I came when um, I left Mississippi and went to Tennessee. I left with three boys, and I really didn't even know their mother that well. And today, one of them is a truck driver, married, and um, and just bought his first home. And they all still call me mama. So, you know, when you when you ask me that. At any point, and that's why I do everything that I can daily so that I'm pouring into them. 
So at any point that they're gone, they'll never forget what was taught to them. And I'm able to see those things that I, you know, that I teach them. And um, so there's been quite a few um, that I've had temporary custody of and never, ever, ever thought about being a foster parent, which I don't want to, because in a foster parent there's a lot of guidelines. You can't take them across the state line. I travel, you know, and I pick up and um, I go with them. You know, I take them with me and, you know, I don't leave them with nobody um, because I'm teaching them all along the way, all the possibilities of life itself. And then when they're gone, sure, I mean, I may miss them, but, I mean, you got to think about my my baby is 19 years old in college. I can be doing a whole lot of things than here with two, three-year-olds. So, you know, to me is that I have the opportunity to make a difference in their life. When anybody decides to cut that off, then I'm fine with it. You know, I may miss them, but, I mean, there's somebody else that may need me. There's something else that needs to be done. So I don't ever stop. And, I mean, I can't say that any of these children ever called me, and I never, ever told any of them what to call me, but they all called me mama. When I was in Mississippi, I had at least 15 kids that stayed with me. And not only was the kids, then the parents started staying. And it was just the love, the things that we did, you know, that the parents wanted to do those things too. And they came and was, you know, being taught those things. And took when their children left, they started, some of them continued it in their home and some of them didn't. But I don't think that they ever forget what they've learned when they're with me. So, no, I mean, it would be, you know, it would be just a time. Do any of the, I mean, do do you receive any support from these uh, twins, mothers, or fathers at all? Uh, They just relinquish complete control over to you. I don't receive nothing. I don't receive no kind. I don't receive no support. Um, Their mother did something as far as some um, food um, for them, but, I mean, the girl is fully potty trained now. Neither one of them was potty trained. Um, The girl is fully potty trained now, and this has been the last three months they've been with me. Um, He is almost there, but um, pampers cost a lot, clothes. Um, I mean, shoes, um, I had to get a car seat, um, beds, um, no, they, nobody, uh, uh-uh. in fact, when I had the three boys, their mother was receiving child support and told me she needed that money. Oh my goodness. So all I could do is I was able to get food stamps for them, but I wasn't, I mean, I didn't get, and it's not. It has never been about the money because if it was about the money, they wouldn't let their child come. They they don't relinquish everything. They don't buy um, the things, the school supplies, the uh, none of those things. I mean, I pay for the kids to get school pictures, all of those things. So no, I haven't had 
anybody, I can't say that I had anybody that really took care of their child or paid me or gave me something monthly while I had their children. Mm-mm. I can't say nobody. Well, I'm going to tell you this. You know, I have, over the time that we've known each other, I have established a love for you as a person and your commitment to this show and just the decency I know that you are. And, um, I, you know, I just feel like I want to play a part or a role uh, in these children's lives. So I'm going to tell you right now that I'm I'm going to be committed to uh, you know, it, I know that it won't be enough to raise them, uh, but I'm going to send you some money on a regular basis to, to just say, hey, I want to help. Um, and uh, and I'm going to ask those who are listening uh, to do the same, and I'm going to ask them when we get back to having our full crew on again uh, that we commit ourselves to, to what you're doing because what you're doing is just phenomenal to me. I just I can't even begin uh, to think about what it would take uh, for me to raise children. I, I tell you, I've gotten to the point, Cheryl, to just be honest with you, at 58 years old, I don't even like a lot of noise. I like, uh, you know, I listen to my TV and my radio and that kind of stuff. But when it comes to just uh, noise, uh, that is just noise for the sake of noise, it drives me crazy. But I just love who you are and what you're committed to. Uh, could you give your um, your email address uh, so anyone who's listening could uh, just, uh, if they feel led to, uh, to in- interact with you and talk to you about what it is you're doing and maybe led to uh, give you some assistance uh, just out of the goodness of their heart? Sure. It's a healthier you with Cheryl Hooks. That's um, A-H-E-A-L-T-H-I-E-R-Y-O-U-W-I-T-H-C-H-E-R-Y-L-H-O-O-K-S, as in Sam's, at gmail.com. That's a healthier you with Cheryl Hooks at gmail.com. All right. Do you have a PayPal account? I do. Um, I do. It's under, um, I'm trying to think if it's under a healthier you. But I do have a a, a PayPal account. Um, well, it may we'll, we'll talk pay- about that. We'll talk about that and 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 get away to make sure that we do at least one commercial on each show uh, dedicated to you and, and what you're committed to doing, uh, because I really believe that you deserve uh, to be assisted. And I would just, I pray that, that you're able to raise these two kids and that you have the strength to raise these two kids and that we can uh, participate and, and helping uh, them become great. Uh, it would be so awesome uh, to have them in high school and getting A's and B's and and being and to have been a part of their existence long term. And so um, uh, I just want to be a you know as we go throughout the years that 
we continue to be on this show, uh, that we'd be able to share uh, some of the um, the different goals that these kids have gotten through and uh, and know that we participated in doing that. Because you are truly an awesome inspiration when it comes to uh, you have saved not only yourself, uh, but you're saving others, and that's just that's just tremendous. Well, that is definitely appreciated because um, I can definitely tell you only by the grace of God that I'm able to financially take care of them. I do have a friend that um, solicited people that gave me um, some clothes for um, for the girl and for him um, who gave me toys, um, you know, for them. But just like you saying, um, that's a one-time thing. And I noticed that they continue to grow, and that means shoes, and that means, you know, other things. Um, but I even took my sewing room down. I only have my sewing machines in it, but everything else to make it, you know, where she's in that room, and he's in the room with um, my son. So, I've, you know, I've changed a lot of things um, in my life around them, but um, I enjoy them as well. And everybody tell me, I just don't know how you can do it. Well, my thing is, is that what's for one person is not for everybody else. And I, too, am, what, 57, 58? 57, um, and I guess between getting myself healthy and working out um, set me up for this, that I'm able to do this, because they definitely have me um, running, but it's all enjoyable. It's, it's enjoyable teaching them and watching them from one stage to another, and I'm constantly taking pictures so that I can see where they came from, and how they are today. And they they really have been a blessing, and a blessing to people who have gotten a chance to meet them. Um, you know, even going to church every week, you know, they get excited the day before preparing themselves. And, you know, when I say, you know, we go into church and they get excited about what they're going to put on, and, you know, um, and they always say, you know, are you happy with me, Mama? Are you happy with me? You know, and they, they'll they come to me and they'll hug me. I just want a hug. I just want a kiss. Um, give me a high five. Give me a pound. You know, now let me kiss you. Um, so, you know, those things make you know or make me know that what I'm doing is appreciated, even if they can't say because they always want to say, you know, are you happy with me, Mama? Are you happy with me? Even when um, they've done something and I say, of course I'm happy with you. Um, sometimes I'm not always happy with you do, but I'm happy with you. And they say, I love you, Mama. I love you. You know, so that and manners they do have. They do say, yes, ma'am. They do say, yes, sir. They do say, thank you. They say, please. They anytime they get food, they bless their food, they say their prayers, you know. So 
it's a lot of things that um, that I'm pouring into them that I did no more, no less for my children, but just to help them to be better productive in society. And let me just ask you, how how, how has your son taken on this responsibility? I'm sure that uh, though he may not be the primary caregiver, uh, he he does have to uh, do some things uh, uh, for the kids. So what what is his attitude related to these little ones? He's great, great. Um, you know, and I was so shocked because they both slept in his room until I was able to get, you know, another um, bed, a, a mattress for the little girl to be separated. And the toys was all over the floor, the shoes, you know, and I mean, he didn't. They even broke the TV, and you know we don't have no TV, and I don't own a TV, and that was the only person that owned. And you know he wasn't even upset. I mean, he is. You know he do what he can for them. He helped me. Um, you know he um, he gives me me time um, on top of working and going to school. So it's really been. You know, I mean he. No problem. He just don't have a problem with it. That is so awesome, and it is a credit to you uh, that he's willing to serve in that in that in that way. Because a lot of young people just they don't even want to take care of their own kids. Let's not talk about taking spending time with somebody else's. So that's truly a credit to you. Uh, we're going to take a break, and we'll come back and uh, allow everyone. Uh, uh, well, allow everyone. Allow you, Cheryl. They have your final thoughts this evening. You know I love music. And every time I hear something hot, it makes me want to move. It makes me want to have fun. But it's something about this joint right here. This joint right here, it makes me want to... I'm looking at you when I'm walking past the mirror, mirror. Ain't worried about 
doing, what you're gonna do, I'm a lady, so I must stay sharp. Gotta keep it high, keep it together, if I want to get better.
um, time, so I'm still getting going to get out there. And um, if they're still here, we'll be making a, a trip of it where they'll be able to enjoy themselves as well. Um, I appreciate you and I, everybody on um, on the show, you know, the regulars. Um, and, you know, just because I do things, you know, I know that each person on the show, we talk about the many things that they have accomplished and the success that they have done and still doing to make a difference in others' lives. And just as you, James, you know, how you help people um, as they're transitioning from maybe homeless to trying to get themselves together. And, no, you know, we always have obstacles that may get in our way, but it never stops us from doing the things that we need to do to help um, each other. So that's why I always say whatever we do, we can always do more. Well, Cheryl, I'm going to ask you uh, to please share your pictures with me. I know you're taking pictures and you're taking videos of the kids. Uh, uh, please share those with me so I can uh, be uh, more aware of what the kids are accomplishing and, you know, the things that they're doing. I, I just, you know, I know or I I want us, everyone who's on this show, to one day end up at the same place at the same time so we can truly show each other the love that we have, uh, that has been created in our hearts for one another as we try to uh, just do what we need to do on this journey. Uh, we all need to keep our, to talk to each other every day and keep each other inspired to do what we need to do. And you're so right. The things that I'm doing, I have to keep uh, my head high and uh, not stop doing what I'm doing because I've had uh, some, uh, some point some, you know, holes, uh, pitfalls, uh, because the, the truth is, uh, is we try to do good by others. Uh, we have to be ready and prepared for some people not to appreciate what it is that we're doing. And we can't uh, feel like uh, we don't want to continue what it is that we're doing because some people have, uh, have acted inappropriately. And so I just want to thank you for all you do because it inspires me. And all, just like you say, everybody on this show is uh, really giving and committing themselves to a host of things in their given particular area. And I just want to be thankful for your, your support and their continued support as we move forward to, uh, to make a change in the world. We all, will, all want to or all should want to leave our mark on society. But take care, Cheryl, and I'll see you tomorrow at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, I love you, and I love those of you who are in the sound of my voice. Uh, Call in at 657-383-0309 and become a part of the Thoughts, Love, and Reflection family. Take care, everybody. Good night, everybody. your children and don't let them fall by the side of the road mm-hmm. and teach them 
Jesus 